hello and welcome back to the spoiler cast the uh, podcast where we talk about uh, movies and we don't care about spoiling them because well spoilers it's the spoiler cast it's the spoiler cast um uh, and with me as always is my sister and trusty co-host uh, Rebecca Hello. I never introduced myself. I mean, no, I, get, I, I always assume people know me, but I'm Tobias. So, hello. The uh, usual host for this channel. <laughs> the usual host for this channel. Yeah, but I'm thinking I'm thinking of our new audio listeners, audio only listeners. That's true, that's true. Little hint for the the end of this episode. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to the show. And uh, this episode is a little bit of a uh, uh, kind of a companion piece or a sequel to last week's episode. Because uh, last week we talked about last week was your choice and your choice, Rebecca, and we we watched and talked about uh, Jennifer's body, um, deciding whether or not it is actually cult classic. And I think we agree that it kind of is for some people. Yeah, in a way we can agree, we can ap- approve of that status. Yeah, exactly. Um, in our opinion, <laughs> uh, could you Very professional opinion? Pull your microphone a little closer, just. Sally. There we go. Yeah, that's better, much better. Um, so yeah, so so the, and, and then and then I, then I got the genius idea that we should watch um, the director of Jennifer's Body, uh, Karen Kusama, or Kusama, um, her next movie, which uh, she took a hiatus for about six years, and she, then she came back with a very different movie called uh, The Invitation. So that's what we're talking about tonight. Um, and uh, this was the first time you watched it, right? Yeah. So let's just start with well, it's usually how we started. I think. Um, what did you think of it? I thought it was an, a very captivating movie. Yeah. I usually I usually watch these movies. Probably most of the time, I watch them while I work, since I work from home. Yeah. And this time, I chose to do it in the morning, which is good because I start working like an hour before things actually pick up. Yeah. So. I watched the first hour very <laughs> focused because I didn't have much else to do. And then the last 40 minutes, I realized I didn't work much, even though we, I had things to do. Yeah, because the, the movie kind of switches there around the hour yeah. mark. Yeah, and I mean, in general, it is very captivating. Oh, really, sure, yeah. like, you got you to gotta look for the details. You have a lot of a lot of things going on. I actually stopped it and, uh, what's it called? Rewound it a bit yeah. at certain because I wasn't paying attention, and I was like, "Oh my god, I missed something." Yeah, that's 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 uh, that's what I really like about this movie. I mean, apart from some other stuff, but we'll get to that. Um, it's that, yeah, it's 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 full of little details. I guess we should um, we we can start by talking about what the movie initially is about, and then we'll gradually, like the movie, get into. You know what happens towards the end, <laughs> because it's yeah. it it, re, it it starts like one movie and then towards the end becomes a very different movie in one way, but you know still still keeps some of the thematic stuff around. Um, because it's, have, the synopsis on on IMDb is very not prescriptive. Prescriptive, I guess. What's it called? Descriptive. Descriptive. Um, but at the same time, it is because as it says, a man accepts an invitation to a dinner party hosted by his ex-wife. Yeah. An unsettling affair that reopens old wounds and create new tensions, which is true because it is that's, a dinner party. That's definitely true. That's true for the first hour, <laughs> and it has no like in, no telling you of what the hell is going to happen at the end. Yeah, and that's um, it's good. 
I that, mean, I was surprised. That's also <laughs> why, why why I picked it because it's a movie that just it has that you know uh, jaw dropping moment around like an hour, hour and fifteen or something. Just like oh, you kind what? of get this leaning towards something. Oh sure, something is gonna happen, but that that happens. No. <laughs> yeah, and since this is a spoiler cast, uh, like yeah, like half an hour before the ending. They start killing each other, like brutally, just stabbing, shooting, beating each other to death. Oh, the worst nowhere. Is, the gun is the thing you don't expect. I mean, yeah, you get a hint, and I, I could see that that dinner thing, that end when they pour the last drink, isn't gonna end well. Yeah, but like, well, yeah, the the character, the the main character, will he kind of stops it, and then you know, shit turns and. Someone gets shot instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that the the actual plot of the movie is yeah, like they explained, it's a divorced couple who is joining each other after two years uh, for dinner with friends. Um, but there are some new people there, new friends of the wife and the new husband. Um, and it turns out they're in a. Um, they don't want to call it a cult, but it's a cult. <laughs> they're but in they a cult. They do like acknowledge it. They yeah. do like yeah, it is kind of like that, but it's so much more. Yeah. And um, they've gathered everyone to like. First, you think it's to to like kind of like convert them to the cult, sort of. Yeah. Um, which which I mean, that's the whole. That's one one of many aspects I don't like about organized like cults like this or religions. Like, it's always yeah. so. Um, there's a specific word for it, but I don't remember it. Um, where they're like they're they're preachy and they like they they want you to join. They're like uh, they're like really pushy uh, like um, salesmen almost. And here as well, like, oh, they're, like, trying to be like, oh, no, I mean, we're not, like, trying to make you join, but we're just telling you everything's going to be so much better if you join. Yeah, they're just trying to, like, it's not bad. We're just saying it's not bad. Yeah, it's not a, we're not a crazy cult. We're just helping each other through some tough times. Um, Because, like, like. Sure, they are, but not in the right way. Yeah, they use kind of drastic measures. (laughs) Um. And uh, yeah, so the movie the movie is about uh, Will, uh, played by Logan Marshall Green, and Eden, played by someone. Uh, Tammy Blanchard. Blanchard. Right, Tammy Blanchard. Um, I think I've seen her in something else. Um, and how? Yeah, two years ago, I guess about two years ago, their son died um, in a freak accident during like a birthday party where he yeah. got beaten to death by another kid with a baseball bat, which you don't really bring up. And it's kind of weird when they when they explain it. I mean, you it was not obviously an accident. It wasn't like he, yeah. They show it in. They don't show it the actual ha- death in the flashback, but they show another kid holding a bat and uh, uh, Logan Marshall Green's character kind of running towards the kids, looking really worried, and every other parent <clears throat> in the yard just standing up, being like horrified. Yeah, yeah. They show that something happened. Yeah, and the kid, the other kid's holding a bat like a metal bat yeah but um so now so now they're they're going to have like a reunion because she see she she met a a, a guy called uh, david during some sort of like uh grieving grief counseling grief, group. Grief, grief counseling group yeah and she just like oh oh uh we gotta get divorced now i'm gonna go to mexico for two years with my new husband oh okay so now they meet up uh, stuff is obviously tense um, partly because, uh, from, like, what we get from, like, 
random casual conversations, we kind of find out that David went off the deep end a little bit. Obviously, you know, because he was mourning his his child, but he went maybe not crazy, but super depressed. Not David, Will. All right, Will. Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) I'm probably going to make that. Yeah, David's a new husband. Yeah. Um, because right when they when they enter the house, uh, everybody is already there except for Choi, which we'll get back to. <laughs> um, and uh, they they mention because he has a beard and kind kind of long hair. Um, yeah. So oh, you got rid of your your psycho beard or crazy beard or something. Yeah, at least you got rid of the the crazy beard. I think. Yeah, it's like, like whoa, what do you mean? So, yeah, so, yeah. He's obviously been like. Maybe they're being sarcastic. But he didn't get maybe, it. but I I see more like he is kind of you know, um, he he's trimmed his beard, he's cut his hair shorter, but he's still yeah. in a state of depression, because because the the beard he has is what it, it's basically or like literally called sometimes in movies a crazy man's beard or a homeless oh, yeah. beard. The yeah. characters characters who start off like in a bad place or they're like depressed or. Um, in an extreme situation, they always have a, a scruffy beard. And then when they pick themselves up for the third act, they shave their beard. It's a thing. Yeah, it's just to like show that they haven't been taking care of themselves. Exactly. Um, very easy physical uh, visual. Yeah, it's a, it's a good to visual to show like, oh, I'm myself again. Um, and uh, uh, But in this movie, he gets to keep it, um, which is good. Because it's, it's, it's a little... It's a little cliche to sh- to shave just to show that you're... But, I mean, he's still but, in a state of yeah, depression, it, so it makes sense. That's what I was going to say. It, it does sh- show us that he's still not completely over the fact that his son died. Yeah, like, yeah. He's not okay yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they, So they, they join all, all their friends for the dinner. And uh, uh, Eden and David and their two new friends, uh, Sadie and Pruitt, um, who can, can kind of... Yeah, they're not they're not like part of the friend group, but they're still invited because they're David's friends, which is kind of weird. Yeah. They um, feel kind of intrusive. Like they don't fit in. They don't have no. any reason to be there for this specific dinner, which well, Will mentioned. They they do have a very specific reason for being well, there. Well, yeah, but, but like as again, you that's... as an outsider <laughs> is not going to understand that or any other guest basically. Yeah. Because it just feels weird to invite two random people to a a previously tight knit group, yeah, who are trying to reconnect. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Why invite new people? Just yeah. Weird. It's one of those. It's one of those details. Mm, one of yeah. many details. But um, <laughs> before we keep talking about what actually happens in the movie, I got to ask you. Um, uh, first, what do you think? What 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 was your impression of the movie when it was over? Like, what was it about? Well. In some ways, it did feel that like, it did feel like it was trying to portray different sides of handling grief. Mm. Maybe, maybe is in some ways a good and a bad side because at the end, you can tell that Eden's way isn't a good way to handle grief. No, it's a very, very extreme, very finitive way very destructive. of handling, <laughs> yeah, handling grief. Um, at the same time, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just... I mean, that's what I initially thought, at least. Mm. But the more you think about it, maybe there's there's more to it. Like what? It, I, I'm not sure at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I feel like there could be more, but I'm... 
I have a feeling you might know or have a different opinion. Mm, mm, not really. I mean, I definitely think it is about grief um, and and ha- and dealing with it, spe- specifically dealing with it um, in, a, in a in a healthy way and not not trying to just uh, shove your emotions down. Um, yeah, and trying to get rid of them because you know it's good to be sad sometimes. You're supposed to be sad sometimes. It's healthy. It's healthy, yeah, because sometimes sad stuff happens and you should be sad about it. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think I think the um, Will and Eden are, uh, yeah, definitely two ways of handling it, like you said. But I I, I am but I I see it like Will's way is is yeah like you know well yeah it is like you said. Will's way is the right way. Um, at the first, better way, at least. that's the better because he is ha- he is still even though he's still sad after two years. Like, but and Eden has you know she she at first says that she's over it. Yeah, but, she chose, she's chosen to not feel sad anymore. Yeah. Um, and even if you can think like, oh, you're going to be sad for two years, but especially like when you lose a child, yeah. a child must be the hardest because even just losing a family member. I mean, it's 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 hard, but especially when you're a parent who loses a child, you're, that's not supposed to happen. No, you're supposed in the natural to die order of things. Your child, you, yeah, you, they are you're supposed older. to outlive you. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just how life is supposed to go. And when that happens, and I mean, the kid was young; he was like what seven, eight, nine, ten ish, something, something like that. Yeah, I think it was like seven, eight, nine, something. Yeah. I mean, that's even worse. Like, yeah, he hasn't even begun his life. <laughs> yeah. And then of course, on to- it's gonna be devastating. And then on top of it, you know, he 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 then in the divorce loses his wife, um, whom he still loves. I mean, we don't really know, but we never get the feeling that their relationship was like shaky or anything. It's just that she met this David guy, and then just oh, I gotta go with him now. So, yeah. so in the middle of the grieving process, you lose your like companion, which must be hard. Um, and then the fact that she just goes off grid for two years. Uh, it, it, it makes sense that he's still kind of not over it yet. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he seems to have lost the house as well. Cause yeah, because it was no. Yeah, it was. He mentions it uh, when they pull up to it. His new girlfriend. Like, Ooh, so this used to be your house, and he says, eh. "Like, uh, not Kara. Kara's his new girlfriend. Eden. Uh, Eden. Eden's parents owned first or something like that. Oh, says, right, right. It was never my house. He says, oh, that's which is true. kind of okay. So that's why he didn't want to keep it after the divorce as well, probably. Yeah. Or like yeah. why he didn't? Like he just lived there. It was Eden's house, basically. Even yeah. though they were married, so but you know. Yeah. Um. Um. So, where was I going with that? Oh yeah. So so it's it's understandable that he's still kind of sad about it, or torn yeah. up about it, conflicted about it. Um, not over it. No. No. Not yeah. Exactly. Not over it. And throughout the movie, um. The movie definitely seems to focus more on his grief and his handling of it, and even kind of pushing us, the audience, towards thinking that he's the one who is not handling it the right way. Because, like, he he disassociates, he's paranoid, he's he gets he's easily irritated. Um, even now that they're trying to patch everything together, and, and they they almost paint him as the bad guy. Well, they they paint him. Well, they don't paint him. They show a lot of the anxiety that comes with facing this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they, exactly. They show it in like in his internal struggles, like the the um, 
what's it called when all the over sensitive with all the noises and um yeah um like him lashing out like you said like throwing tantrums basically and even at one point going as far as just saying to his girlfriend like maybe this isn't it maybe it's not working just because he is sad yeah at the moment extra aggravated it's just yeah, yeah it, it, <laughs> in a way it's almost i don't i don't think they cover cuz what there's like seven stages of depression or something like anger yeah. no um, i think it's Five stages of grief, you think? Yeah, stages of you grief. Mean? Yeah, there's anger, there's sadness, there's acceptance, there's bargaining, or something more. They don't really go through those, but he he definitely like displays like it's almost like a like a like a like a microcosm of um, um, depression. Actually looking at him, because the the five stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Mm. I guess denial is not talking about it in general. Yeah. Which he seems to be doing in the beginning. Uh, maybe, Eden. I mean, yeah, no, no. Uh, well, Will. Will. Okay. She is definitely. Well, I thought, yeah, I, was, I thought you said she, that's why. Okay. Um, but I think doing it in the wrong wrong order, because then after that's anger, and no, he doesn't get angry until the end. No, he gets, he gets kind of angry throughout the whole movie, really. Yeah, but like, yeah, he truly lashes out at the end, mm, more, yeah. more towards the end. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they ever bargain. <laughs> No, he never he never really bargains, but there's definitely acceptance. Yeah, there's definitely depression. Oh yeah, yeah. So So parts of it. I mean it's been two years. Guess, he have technically been through it all. This is just reopening it. Like Oh yeah, said, and I'm, I'm just saying like a little, Yeah, and, and on a thematic level, they they're kind of using the stages of depression to to uh, to build his character arc during this oh, movie. Yeah. Because, yeah, it all takes place in real time, more or less. Um, more or less. Yeah, it, it takes place over one night. Or uh, a few hours, maybe. Um, so, so there's, yeah, that that's that's probably, like, yeah, part of how they wrote his arc, though. That makes make sense. And I guess even bargaining could be when he starts... Because towards the end, he says, oh, sorry, maybe, you know, I, maybe I was wrong, you know. Yeah, that could be. Um, and then acceptance is that, uh, may, uh, that that's when... when him and his new girlfriend Kira has the the talk uh, out on the the lawn. I thought that was depression more to me that he's like, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. This is whatever well, the, we do. Is not depression isn't work. one of the stages, right? It's just what what all of it is. No, depression is the last. Second oh, okay. Lap. Okay. Sure. It's just before acceptance. All right. Well, yeah. That makes kind sense. Of- I guess that yeah, it makes sense, but at the same time, it doesn't. I, I don't know. No, no, no. It's 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 vague. It's vague. It's yeah. not. It's not I actually mean, it's not based on the file. Stone. Yeah, yeah, no. Um. And yeah, so even up until that point, when she she says we we're in this together, like we can grieve together, she's like I don't know if I can do that or something like that. And she just okay and just leaves basically. Yeah, because uh, he basically go, says goes back to the dinner. No matter what, this isn't gonna work. Like maybe, maybe we should work. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm not over it. Yeah. And she's like, "But I'll, I'll help you." And he's like, "Nah, nah, <laughs> it's not gonna work." Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, literally minutes later, <laughs> turns out <laughs> uh, the, the 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 cult member's plan is is uh, uh, set in motion. Yeah. And they start killing everyone, <laughs> and that's how. Uh, because they're yeah, they're all talking about how they're dealing with their sadness and everything, and 
that we can we instead of instead of dealing with we get rid of it through you know they don't really go into how but with this mm-hmm. in this cult you just you don't have to be sad anymore you don't have to feel pain anymore um and i mean it's weird the way because they showed that video yeah and in the video they show a woman accepting her own faith more than accepting like letting go of grief she's more just accepting okay I, i'm gonna die now yeah because she has cancer she literally dies there in the video which is just so yeah it's weird weird you don't show that not at a dinner party no not <laughs> at a dinner party doesn't matter how much you want to convert people don't show people dying late at night when you're falling down the youtube rabbit hole that's when you watch people dying. yeah <laughs> <laughs> <More or less. laughs> Um, yeah, so, but we, yeah, it turns out that their way of dealing with grief is to just, ah, eh, fuck everything and kill yourself, basically. Basically. Which, which is, in 99.999% of the cases, that's not the way to deal with it. Sometimes, no. but in this, in this case, no, it's definitely something you can deal with. And there's also the added, uh, bonus or whatever that they want to kill their friends as well they want to bring their loved ones with them to this next well to the place where you don't have to have grief i guess yeah which is it's never forcing them to come with you you're not giving them a choice yeah exactly and that's never properly explained i mean that's because that's not actually what the movie is about it's just that's just uh, uh one element of the movie is this crazy cult killing people um, but it is we yeah, so they never explain why they have to kill other people. How, you, know, you know, sure, kill yourself, but leave us alone, basically. Well, yeah, because if you if you gotta do it, sure, go ahead. Kill, go ahead, kill. go out. And, don't bring anyone else with you. Just go out in the desert and die on your own. But don't exactly. force anyone else to do it with you. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, like uh, maybe maybe it's a little like. Uh, zealotry like they believe that oh they're so enlightened because they're part of this group that they know that everyone else is suffering even though they don't know it so we're just gonna bring them along anyway it's probably something like that probably it's not explored it doesn't really have to be it's just because they're crazy yeah yeah exactly yeah they are definitely a bit crazy (laughs) but i mean they did try to handle their grief because they did spend two years in mexico so maybe they have tried everything and this is the ultimate solution for them i don't know still don't bring other people in yeah exactly just leave all your friends behind and then uh, so so, that literally happens in like the last yeah 30 minutes i think because movie's like an hour and 40 and pretty quickly after the first hour mark stuff you know the wine happens where they start drinking wine from the, the decanter which is um uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's talk about all the little details in this movie because there's a lot of, like we said, uh, there's no, no, uh, like if you watch the trailer or if you read about the movie, you have no idea what's going to happen. Um, I mean, I kind of quickly picked up that something was wrong with the wife because she, she just felt like when she arrives into the room, because yeah. she's not there when Will and Kira walks in. She no, comes she, out of the chat. She descends basically. from the stairs oh, in yeah, a white dress. <laughs> in a white long gown, which isn't fitting for the, the setting. Yeah. And she seems very, almost serene, but in a weird way. Like, serene like she's high, basically. Which, well, well turns out she yeah, is. She basically yeah. is. <laughs> and it just feels so 
so odd. It just doesn't feel correct. And you can kind of see it on people's faces as well, the friends' faces. They're all like, oh. Oh, oh, oh hi, Eden. Uh, hi. Uh... Where, did, like, where did you come from and you're not yourself sort of reaction. Yeah, yeah. So you can kind of quickly tell that something is odd. Oh, sure, yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's something's off. But that's that's kind of the whole movie. The whole movie is very, very awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's the point, because this is... Uh, in, in two years, yeah, it's, it's going to yeah, be a bit... The circumstances are going to be awkward. Yeah. Um, But it, it's, and then it's done... And when you add in randos. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's done so, like, well in the movie that you, you really feel the tension in the room. Oh yeah. Um, 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 and then yeah, like we said, there are a bunch of little details that even like the first time you watch it, you might not pick them up. You pick some of them up, and they do point several of them out yeah. later in the movie, almost like to to yeah to misdirect you because Will notices a bunch of stuff that he mentions. Yeah, and, like and, uh, David locking the door and not leaving the key in. Yeah, like, and that like there's like fire. Like there's bar, bars on all the windows now yeah. and st- stuff like that. Um, uh, but I, I, I think uh, that the fact that he points it out in the end. Oh, you're spilling all over yourself. Yeah, it's just water though. It's, it's still water. Dry. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I, I think that's actually like. Um, it's uh, uh, on purpose, once again, to, to, to make him out to be the crazy one. Because in the end, when everything is culminated, it's the weird way they're acting, the fact that Pruitt, in, in like a, a game they play, uh, reveals that he killed his wife and went to prison for seven years. Yeah. Um, uh, the fact that uh, uh, Eden actually takes like uh, prescri- prescription drugs. Um the fact that they were in they're, yeah, they're, they're in a cult all this culminates at when they go upstairs to have the actual dinner and will is like what's going on here oh and also the fact that choi hasn't uh, shown up the last dinner guest um and he starts questioning why he Mr. isn't there that misdirect is really good though yeah. cuz i was sold on that yeah. When he goes outside into the yard and he gets the, he finally gets the voicemail that Choi, um, Choi was, uh, yeah, cause they, they, for, at first they pointed out, uh, cause Choi's girlfriend or whatever is already there. Girlfriend, yeah. Uh, Gina. Um, yeah. she points out that, oh, he's late as usual, which I yeah, think is and a Seinfeld reference, but, uh, we won't go uh, into that. <laughs> someone says that he's like the only unreliable Korean in LA or something. Yeah, which is a weird thing. So kind of funny as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, so he's, he's, he's yeah, but he's like he's like usually late. Um, yeah, and then yeah, um, they even make a point to tell that that I think Gina says like he was actually gonna be early this time. He promised. Yeah, and he wasn't. So, but then but then yeah, uh, the cell reception is terrible in the house. So when he steps out onto the lawn, he gets uh, a, a voice message from Choi. Turns out he was there an hour before everyone else, um, but had. Uh, um, and said that he he called Will because he had forgotten some paste, yeah, was pastry or a cake or whatever, or yeah. Um, and asking Will to pick that up, and then then Will's suspicions uh, <laughs> go through the roof, and that's when he <laughs> points everything out, like why why are you people here, you you uh, Sadia and Pruitt, and why why is the door locked, uh, why why are you on drugs, what's actually going on here, and right Which, at that, <laughs> yeah, just like. 
he just he barely finishes the sentence about like where is Choi before Choi walks in the door. Yeah, turns out he had like a workplace uh, yeah, they emergency. Call back. <laughs> They called him back to the office, and everyone's like, oh, shit. So, yeah, he is crazy. And, and, and at that point, you as an audience member is like, oh, okay, yeah, he he was just seeing things. Nothing nothing strange other than, yeah, this these cult members are kind of weird, it's, but nothing strange is going on, really. But, I mean, there is one thing happening just before he freaks out. Because the reason he, like, beyond, except for the fact that he gets that voice message... Be, he, when he walks in, he just sits down. Um, they start pouring wine again. No, no, that, that's later. Is it, is it later? For, he asks for, about Choi first, and that's when and when Choi then arrives, he uh, oh, steps out, right. and that's when he talks to his girlfriend, oh, to Kira, about that maybe we should break up. When he comes in from that, that's when, when he, they start pouring When he comes back yeah. from that, yeah, that's when they start pouring the wine. And they have been drinking a lot of wine, expensive wine, which they point out, yes. uh, throughout the night and opening bottles. And, and drinking. pouring from bottles. Pouring from bottles. <laughs> but now, they're, they're, this last toast they're going to have, the last toast, they're actually pouring from a, a uh, decanter. decanter or whatever it's called. I mean, it's it's a dessert wine, you can tell, because yeah, the, the, yeah, and the color's different. Yeah, but yeah. still, why? Yeah. Why make a point of pouring that one into a decanter when he actually mentions... But uh, when he opens the second bottle of wine of the the expensive one, saying like, "Oh, maybe this needs to air out some more," mm. like why didn't he decant that one then? Yeah. Why yeah. didn't you decant two bottles of the expensive wine that needs to air out? Yeah. What do you do with this one? And then then Will just because he's still a little like uneasy, just he freaks out again and starts smashing the glass. Don't drink it; it's poisoned. <laughs> I mean, it and is. everyone's like, "Come on, Will, enough!" But then. <laughs> Well, see, when he freaks out, Sadie gets freaked out. Sadie as well. saying, "You're ruining everything." He starts like attacking him. Yeah, he pushes her, and she hits her head. Of course, mm. um, and they, someone says, "Like, oh, she's not breathing." But no, no, she's breathing. And then everyone, no, oh, Gina. Gina. You turn around, and Gina, who was the only one who actually drank from the wine, is on uh, the floor, also. dead. She's just well, dead. Yeah. She's foaming at the mouth, which yeah. is also a good detail that she's the one who actually t- takes the drink out of this poison. Yeah, because when they they like have this game in the beginning, they paint her out to be this kind of party girl, or yeah. at least she was like a former party girl. Party girl. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think she's the only one who's not married. She has a boyfriend still. Yeah, yeah. everyone else seems to be, or at least have been married. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because Will and Kira are obviously not married yet, but like. He was married. He was too. married. We know that Ben is married because he talks about his his uh, wife, his and, wife kids. and kids and how they're always angry with each other. Um, and I, well, they don't I mention mean, it, but Tommy and Miguel might be married because they they want to have kids they want to have now. kids. So yes, I guess that's the next natural it just, step. I yeah, suppose. feels like it. Yeah, and if I mean, there is that other friend, um, Claire, yeah, the one who leaves. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know much about her though. Except we don't know she... much about her, and we don't know if she actually made it away. Oh, she did. <laughs> she has to be dead. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but yeah. Um, so let, let 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 let's talk about that because, um, not about her dying, but uh, <laughs> about all the characters. Talking about the characters because, in in essence, like on a very very surface level, this is basically a slasher movie because you have like yeah. I think you have eight. Uh, deaths or killings in the movie. 
I think so. Ben, Kira, uh, Miguel, David, Eden, Sadie, Pruitt. Yeah. That's seven. Is anyone else? Oh, Claire, if you want to count her. Yeah, okay. But okay, at least seven bodies. That's more than some slasher movies. Yes. The difference between this and a regular slasher movie, though, is that for the first hour, um, instead of like slowly killing them off, we set up all the characters. Every character in this movie is so like, um, not like super well written, like fleshed out like a complete character, but we know enough of them. Um, and we, we get to know the characters without, like, spewing the ex- exposition. It's, we just get to know all the characters through, through dialogue. Because the, the first, uh, hour is basically just a bunch of conversations. Well, yeah. And it's not dialogue as in them saying this and this and this, but what they are talking about and how they are reacting to certain things other people say tell us so much about them. Yeah, it's, it's casual conversations. Like, yeah. um, Will is in the kitchen. Um, and uh, he's drinking water because he's a little nervous. Uh, and Eden walks in, and then Ben walks in, and we kind of uh, he he kind of butts into the conversation. And we from that we kind of find out that he's kind of a he's the the funny guy yeah. of the group, sort of one who's never serious. Never, or yeah, never takes anything serious. Which she does actually point that out, but but you, you kind of get that also in his his response to everything. Um, yeah. and response to the slap. <laughs> oh yeah, because because she she starts she that's that's what she's talking to Will about. Um, the uh, uh, like oh you're obviously still in pain, but there's a way to get rid of it. Um, and I we uh, that's what we're all here about, you know. And that's when Ben uh, butts in and says like, honestly, sounds kind of fucking crazy. And she just yeah. Whoosh, Slaps him really hard, which is the first. That's like the first sign of of her cracking. Because in the end, yes. she's the only one of the cult members who kind of, um, um, right. she, she kind of kind of regrets it or thinks that uh, in the end, now when, when they're really in the end, she doesn't really want to do it because she realizes that this is wrong. She even says this is wrong. She says. Um, might just be uh, her reaction to it not going as it should. I mean, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, it is because if it if it had gone like they wanted it to, she wouldn't have time to re- regret it. Yeah, this I... way definitely has a lot of time to regret it. Oh, sure, sure. Um, but uh, yeah, and then then when when Will and Ben talk, they talk about uh, Ben's uh, uh, family and his and... marriage specifically. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, we we can we kind of find out where where Miguel and Tommy are in their in their relationship because when Kier walks in when Will and Kier walks in they're like oh my god you're so hot like you um, have to carry our child you, yeah you have to be our surrogate mother so you, you you find out through that um, and also everyone everyone having their kind of alone time with Will tells a lot about like how they want yeah. to. talk what they want to talk to uh, to him about and how they talk to him and stuff. Yeah, and that establishes their kind of relationship, even like what they had before this happened. Mm, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so every every character um, gets their moment to like become a real person, um, or at least you know more fleshed out character, which then makes it more much more impactful when they die. Yeah, it's not just oh look they're oh. Now the bimbo died. Oh, now the black guy died. Oh, now the the 
that's also a good now thing. I'm just, now I'm just thinking about <laughs> Friday the 13th. Oh, the wheelchair guy died. Oh, the greaser died. Anyway. The way you said it, like, because that's also like, I mean, technically it's not like a rule within horror or th- uh, thrillers, but like, there's a there's a rule that never actually happens. You say it's a rule. Like, the black person always dies first, and then um, yeah. the people who have sex, well, they do always die first. Yeah. So, the couples, usually. In this one, you have a black girl, a gay guy, and a, well, straight white guy, who are, like, the final girls. Which yeah. Which is kind of rare, yeah. actually. <laughs> that, yeah, they, 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 pick, they pick one from each category to survive. <laughs> Everyone except for the Asians. Well, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, um, and that's also something you pointed out before um, that the movie is very—it's very diverse. Yes. But in a non-virtue signaling way, they're not trying to like look yeah. at us. We're so like inclusive. It's just if you look at the, it looks like a very organic group of friends. Like, like I think you've said it, like a very LA group of friends. You yeah, have they feel very LA, like thirty-somethings. Yeah, um, and everyone, everyone's progressive and happy. Um, yeah, and everyone everyone's doing what they want in life, basically. Yeah. They seem to be so like established, but they're all someone different. They all have different personalities compared to what you normally see in this sort of ensemble movie when it's a horror. You have yeah. group of friends who are all the same, like, or you have just like or you have stereotypes. Che- yeah, you have the jocks and the cheerleaders, and then the nerdy kid, and the nerdy kid is the virgin who survives. Yeah, and this these... one you have. These are not stereotypes. They yeah. are just normal people yeah which which also adds a lot to the the yeah the realism and the yeah like the the fact that they feel like real people because there's like yeah the, the, like you pointed out before the only stereotype they point out which i didn't even know was a stereotype but that koreans are usually very punctual yeah I've heard so choi is like the choi is the only korean that is not punctual <laughs> yeah it's a weird <laughs> thing but yeah yeah um that's I've a- heard at least that Koreans are supposed to be very reliable. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never. Um, Might have been a Korean who told me that even. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. So so that that's that's what also makes. I mean, what other movie, except for like superhero movies, because then it's all about the characters, like and who they are. Like what what other movie can you name all like eleven uh, characters? Uh, and, no, uh, none. None. <laughs> I, I I can't even like I don't know I thought I just thought of Boondog Saints I can't even mention I can't even name the two brothers who the movie is about I have no idea. Oh, that's true. I, I have I, no I, idea. I, it's the Walking Dead guy and another guy. <laughs> I don't know. But here it's it's Will, Kira, Gina, Pruitt, Sadie, Eden, Ben, Miguel, Tommy, Choi. The only one I remember is the one who leaves, but because she's in the movie the least. Yeah, and that's clear. And you're not even looking at um, IMDb. Yeah, yeah, I don't even have that. Up. <laughs> and that, that's no, just that's like just... in every other. I'm, I'm gonna compare it to slashers mostly. In every other slasher, you remember basically only the final girl, maybe the love interest, maybe, and the killer, and the killer, <laughs> yeah. usually. I mean, I can not even name them, but I remember the character at least. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So that 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 adds a lot to then the the very very end of the movie when everyone dies. Um, like yeah. I said, it feels much more impactful that way. And that's 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 another thing I really 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 liked about the movie. 
and, yeah. al- and also the fact that, like we mentioned, that you get to know all the characters without almost any exposition. It's all just casual conversation. Um, and little, little, little details, not only details that, um, a foreshadow the ending, but little, little, little details like, um, there's one scene when Will, I think, is going, he's going down a corridor for some reason. I think he's going to a bathroom or something. And he just stops, um, and looks at a door. Oh, yeah. And it just, like, just stops for like a second and, uh, and then moves on. He kind of shrugs it off. And then later we, we find out that that was actually his kid's room. Yeah, because later he asks, is it okay if, if I go, go, go into his room? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and so just, just a little detail like that. And more, more obvious details, like when he looks into certain rooms, he remembers things. Like just when he walks in, he looks into, through the window to the lounge area and he sees his kid playing with like dinosaurs or something. Yeah. And when he's sitting on the bed of like the spare room or something, he can look into the bathroom and he remembers, uh, taking a bath with his, with his wife. When everything the was first great. time the the kid walked in on them, I mean they're just taking a bath, but yeah. they mentioned like, oh, this yeah, is where that, the parents ruined him. <laughs> that, that's a detail. I, I, oh my god, that's the first time our kid watched us or, or walked in on us having sex. I mean, and I just actually said that out loud when I watched it the other day. Like, you weren't having sex right now. You, oh, you had sex, <laughs> but now you're just bathing. Right? Huh? You know, I, we all, we all know what he means. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um. So there, there's a, there's a lot of like emphasis on character building, um, and the, the, I mean, the whole movie is character driven like that. Yeah, I think um, the only characters you don't get to know that much about is actually Eden. To be honest, we don't know much about Eden. Um, you only get, the only like info you get about her is well, she used to be married to Will, and you yeah. have you see her in a couple of flashbacks. Yeah. Other than that, you don't get to know much more about her as a person, who she was before this. Just that they were happy. Maybe yeah. you don't get to know more, though. Maybe, yeah. I mean, the, the the only characters who we don't know anything about is, uh, well, the well, one we, who leaves. Amy, we have no clue yeah. about her. Either. Yeah, I was going to... Well, what was the one who, who left? The one... Uh, Claire. Claire, right. The only thing we find out about her is that she seems to be... Um, she seems to be the one who has the closest relationship to Will. Just how yeah. they talk, their their conversation felt the least forced. Um, I kind of have the feeling that maybe they were like childhood friends, or like they yeah. grew up on the same street, or maybe even I want to say siblings, but at the same time, no, because no, then they would probably they would have been even more closer. Yeah. Um, so and I'm then, like they they were childhood friends or something. Yeah, and she's the one who is pretty. She's more straightforward. Like, when they watch the lady die on the video, she's the first one who points out, like, this is really weird, right? We yeah. shouldn't watch this. And when it gets even, and like, when Pruitt starts talking about killing his wife, and they have the kind of, the kind of awkward, I want game, yeah, she too. just like, you know what? I'm gonna leave. <laughs> <sighs> Which so, is so good. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't know. We think, yeah. but she yeah. That's all, that's also a detail. Pruitt is, well, except for Choi, unfortunately, Pruitt is the last one to arrive. So his car is boxing in everyone else. So they can't leave unless he moves his car. Because he mentions, oh, oh, uh, do, did you arrive in the Prius? Oh, I think I how, I parked you in or whatever. How does he know that she arrived in the Pru, 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 Prius? 
I don't know. I just realized. Well, he, maybe he I just was... maybe he just asked because she was leaving, and he knows that he's blocking one car at least. So he just he, maybe he's just asking. But also, I think his car is kind of blocking everyone, just like another safety measure for the yes. end. Yeah. But if you when you think about it, the the way they're parked, they're parked kind of what's it called parallel parking along the street. Maybe they are. Yeah. So he shouldn't have been boxing people in too much, but he's standing very close to her car, I think. Which happens to be her car. How the hell did he know that? I think it's just a coincidence then. No, I think David told him. What, that she was going to leave? That she was the one who's most likely to leave early. Because she is the... the, I don't want to say prude one, but like... The more... uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you want to call her. More... Careful one, maybe? Yeah, I guess. Who doesn't want it, want things to get weird. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> she leaves literally after, um, I don't remember which one, but one of the, the gay couple says that, I want a blowjob. And she's like, okay, this is my cue. Yeah, uh, Tommy. Oh, yeah, that's Tommy, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that, that's, also, that's also seen, like, in that I want scene, we, we find out a lot. We've, that's when we find out that Kira probably was, or maybe still is, kind of a party girl. Because she asks David, like, oh, I want some of that awesome coke you used to have. And just before that, we find out that, oh, David used to be a cokehead record producer. <laughs> ah. Yeah. So there's, like, all these little, little little things, little quirks that just makes them uh, more complete as characters. Everyone except for Sadie. We, we just... Yeah, like she's just weird. Sadie is a complete enigma. Yeah, she just turns up. She's less... Well composed as to compared to the others. Like, yeah, she seems dressed kind is, of out of it. Yeah, she's she seems like she's just completely high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the only thing say I want to tell everyone that I love you, even though I just yeah. such no, that's, such hippy dippy bullshit. It's just a weird yeah. thing to say. Like, I, I know I haven't known you for a long time. Yeah, like forty minutes, girl. But Barely. Is... I mean, she just comes running in when everyone's there all of a sudden. Yeah, that's also that's also a, a detail which which is like uh, uncomfortable. Like, because when everyone has arrived, she has already been there but hasn't introduced herself. Will actually when He's he hanging out in the bedroom. Yeah, Will sees her when they're just when they walk in, um, and saying hello to everyone. He just looks like in the back of the house and sees her standing yeah, there, what? um, uh, in a state of undress. Uh, which I, oh yeah, she's like Donald Ducking it. Yeah, she's Donald Ducking it. She has uh, like a, a shirt on, but nothing uh, on her. Uh, uh, what's it called? No Low, bottoms. No bottoms on. Which is that's the weirdest way of being naked. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Either you're fully naked or you wear bottoms. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then even then she dis- she just dis- disappears for a few minutes before she actually introduces herself. So she's been there the whole time. Uh, and not just introduce herself. Yeah, Sadie's really weird, and she's the only one we don't really get to know. And I think that, no. that's probably on purpose, just to make her the one we really can't trust at all. Yeah, which also makes her fit into the part that she's the one who freaks out when, like, the plan is ruined. Yeah. When the, well, the when... other three are kind of like, well, we can handle it, we can just shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Uh, yeah. So, so then, then um, let, let, let's talk about the ending. And I don't know what really there is to say. Um, 
Or not the ending ending, but the, the killing part of the movie. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I was try, I was trying to segue into like another part, but I didn't have a segue and I don't remember what I was gonna segue into. <laughs> um well uh, let let's say this. Like since the movie uh, up until the point where they start killing each other feels like it is about grief and sadness and how you're handling it and Will isn't handling it well. Like um I can see some people maybe thinking that the whole killing each other feels unnecessary and kind of like tacked on for no apparent reason. And I can agree to that a little bit. Like this could have just been a drama about him um accepting or everyone accepting in their own way. Yeah. I mean it could have just ended with him like him storming off or leaving them or killing himself or something. Yeah. It could have ended with him endings ending the movie. Yeah. In some way. But instead it takes a turn towards the cult wanting to end the movie yeah. and everyone. And I, I think that while while the killing part actually has a point, because um which we'll 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 get to there, there is a point in the end because w- Will's character goes through stuff and in the end he actually he has a, a resolution to his arc, so, so yeah. to speak. Um, I, I, I do think, though, that that the the actual killing part, them killing people, is probably only there to get that "what the fuck" reaction. Which, I mean, I have, I actually haven't seen this with any other person. I think I've wanted to show it sometimes, but people are like, "No," because it's not it's not like a movie night movie, so it's kind of hard to show people. Um, and maybe it's not a good movie for a first date. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, maybe not. Um, no, nah, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. So, so I, I, I think they wanted to add that just to have that. <gasps> what the fuck? Well, sort of, but it also, like you said, it also has a point in showing how Will is working through his grief, and this is kind of the final battle for him to actually come to an acceptance. Yeah. And, and and actually, like showing that maybe he... this is him slaying his demons. P- p- partially that, yeah, him moving on, but also showing that he has a, a will, eh? Will eh. will <laughs> has a will to live, um, because we we see in a flashback we see Eden actually she she does cut her wrists, but it's only across the street, so it's not oh, yeah. that serious. But I mean. She probably kind of gave up at one point, and he, he does sort of give up. That's when he talks to Kira. That's when he he mentions, "I was ready to give up," and then in that moment, he kind of gives up. Yeah. He lets go of all his suspicions, and he's just, "Ah, eh, whatever. Maybe we should even break up. I'll just give up everything." Yeah. Um, but then in the end, he he is the one who survives. He's the one who leads uh, the three survivors to to safety, basically. Um, so it's yeah, it's kind of to show that he wants to live, and I mean the movie literally ends with him taking Kira's hand, so like he wants to to go on. Yes, he's ready to move on yeah. now. So there is a point to it, but I mean, it they they could have done he that without have, killing people. Yes. Yeah, could have in a different way. He could have yeah. slain his demons without yeah. physically so, slaying people. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like the actual killing is probably there for shock value, and it but it's very well yeah. made. Yes, and it fits in then with. Like we said before, like because we get to know all the characters, it's so impactful when they die. Yeah. So it, it it works, and it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it doesn't fit in. It definitely fits in, but I could see some people 
thinking like, oh my god, now I'm just gonna now it turns into a murder movie. I can see some people maybe not thinking that works. I haven't I haven't read any reviews if anyone mentioned that, but I mean, it mainly got favorable reviews, so I don't think people had a big issue with that, and it's not an issue for me either. I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> um, I'm trying, now, now, now I'm trying to think like. Maybe all the characters who who die, that they're they are kind of flawed, and that's why they don't survive. But that's maybe reading a little bit, bit too in too much into it. Definitely, the cult members are flawed in the fact that they, unlike Will, haven't dealt with their emotions. Yeah, um, Pruitt, who Obviously. yeah, Pruitt, who says that oh no, I I paid for it, I I I am okay with who I am now, but obviously not because he wants to kill himself. Same thing yeah. with with Eden, like. Yeah, like when she mentioned, this is wrong, this is wrong, and when she's talking to David in the kitchen, when she's sitting on the floor, and he's trying to convince her, like, we can get rid of all the pain, all the pain that they said that they already had gotten rid of. This is obviously not, they're they're just suppressing their pain, and now they're going to actually get rid of it by dying, which is the wrong way to get rid of it, really. So, um... Yeah. But then, like, saying, like, oh, Gina... Want like she had a flaw, and that's why she no that 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 doesn't really work. No, but there's no. definitely a reason why Will uh, survives, and I guess Kira as well. Um, and they they I, I guess they save one more just to so it's not just them in the end because that would be yeah, very bleak if everyone yeah, died. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I hope uh, Claire survived. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I that that's like the only thing left uncertain. I mean, that, that also is deliberate because we're supposed to feel very uncomfortable about it because we see Pruitt walk up to her. She's just about to, to leave, and he says, "Oh, by the way," and walks up to the window. We don't see it, and and David kind of blocks extra, and then yeah, and you just Pruitt's back. God damn like, it! Ooh. I just want to know mean, if she survived I, or if Pruitt beat her to death and hit her body yeah. or something. <laughs> Because I mean, it didn't shoot her. They would have heard that. Yeah. <laughs> but I and I understand Will's uh, concern that he wants to make sure she gets away yeah. safely at least. Yeah, because he doesn't trust any of these new people. No, no, and I, I, I don't blame him for that. No. But I said as soon as Pruitt was like, "Oh, I need to move my car," I was like, oh, "Shit, she's dying." <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because. Just before that, actually, when we find out he has actually killed before, so it's like, oh, yeah. it's weird. And even though he spent time in prison, he isn't, he hasn't uh, come to terms with what happened because he said, "I'm still the same man, and that's why I joined the cult." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're still a killer. I mean, even if it was an accident, you're still a killer. Yeah. But then, uh... goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> then it kind of uh, I don't know it turns out for the best I mean it's a happy ending sort of I mean no it's a happy well, it's a happy no. resolution to the yeah. characters um, but the the actual ending because uh, we see earlier in the movie uh, David lighting a red lantern and hangs up and you're like well, why is he doing in that in the garden yeah Will, Will is looking and he hangs it up yeah um, and then when they're standing out there they have survived they've killed all the cult members Kira, Tommy, they and got out of the house. Yeah, they're standing there up in the the Hollywood Hills where their safe place. And uh, I think Kira's one like, "Oh, well, look!" 
and you, they just look out over the rest of the hills and you see like um, dozens of other red lanterns yeah. and you start hearing like you hear you hear a gunshot you hear someone scream and then you start then you hearing hear police choppers. sirens yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like oh my god so the cult is like spread throughout the yeah. and it kind of feels like a war zone yeah yeah which is where you get a yellow war zone uh feeling i got that as well just because the helicopter flies over them well yeah and the like the screaming in the distance in the dark (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and you just know that every house that has that lantern has gone through a similar event i guess some way well places probably just ended up with people drinking the kool-aid and dying yeah sure sure (laughs) but that's also them are are also struggling with getting theirs to die yeah sure sure um and if this was like a big studio movie that would be a perfect segue into a sequel <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you do the same movie over again but in another, another house with other people and it would be much worse <laughs> yeah thankfully this wasn't a studio movie this was yeah. this was like uh because uh, we, we talked about that with uh with jennifer's body how karen kusama and uh Diablo? Diablo Cody, right, the writer. Um, they had their vision for that movie, and how the studio kind of changed it in the in the editing. Yeah, uh, turned it from like this like pro feminist movie into sort of like more of a high school uh, horror movie, sort of. Yeah, with hot, with hot babe Megan Fox in the in the lead role. Um, and especially in the in the marketing where they were going to do that, she was going to be interviewed on like amateur porn websites. Which is what does that yeah. have to do with the movie? And all the posters are very sexualized, having nothing to do with anything yeah. except for her physical body. Yeah. So and 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 that's also this. It's not confirmed. It's just my my theory is that that's why I think Karen Kusama did make another movie for another six years because she felt like if she's if she can't be in control of her project she doesn't want to do yeah, it because it was such a bad experience movie. yeah with Jennifer's body so this one she and the two writers to someone um, Manfredi Phil Hay and Matt Manfredi right they had and they even make a thing of it on the trivia page that they had complete creative control over the movie they made the movie they wanted to make because yes. I mean there are obviously like some production uh, companies involved. Companies, I think X Y Z is the only one I recognize, and a couple of others. One, I think the other one was like Free Runner Group or something. Yeah, but <laughs> it's a, like it's a very low budget movie. I don't know the exact budget, but it's like one or two million maybe. Yeah. Um. So it's not. It's not like they're. That's a lot of money, but in the in the filmmaking business, it's not that much. So they were like free to do the movie they wanted to, and I think that really shows like. If this was a big studio movie that cost like fifty million to make, which a reg um um like similar kind of movie would cost if like Universal made it, yeah, um they would not have spent an hour on character building just to kill those characters off. <laughs> that no, would never they, happen. They would have had the killings come earlier and drag that out somehow, a- making more yeah. of a chase. Exactly. Because you, yeah. I think like most of the people who actually die. Of the guests and not the cultists, they yeah. die straight right there at the dinner table within the first like couple of minutes when the killing starts. Oh yeah, Gina, Gina dies. Uh, Miguel, who we, fi- we find out just unfortunately just before he dies, but we found out he's a doctor or at least a nurse or something because yeah. he starts doing CPR and he has that doctor talk like, oh, yeah, he, perf- he reacts in the right way. Yeah, performing CPR, do do do, saying what he does and everything. He gets shot. 
And then everyone reacts, and um, then, then Choi gets yeah, shot. Yeah, Pru takes the gun from David and aims it at Choi and shoots him. Uh, so that's three people right there, just dead. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, good. that's like half of the guests that are, that are there because yeah. then it's just Tommy, Kira, and Will left, I think. Yeah, and Ben, and then the cultists. Oh, and Ben, I don't remember what. No, but he gets shot right there as well. No, no, no. Ben is the one who he manages to crash through the bro- uh, the locked uh, glass door. Ah, oh, that's right. But then David runs up to him and they they tussle on the floor and then he gets stabbed in the back or something. He gets, he gets stabbed to death. By David, yeah, and then the Prude one. shoots him. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah. So, so that could definitely have been. They could have. They could have like made it out of the house, like in um, spoilers for another movie, like in Don't Breathe. Like she gets out of oh, the yeah. house, but then she gets dragged back into the house, something like that. Now, that, now that's a studio-made movie with also kind of a not not a similar premise, but I mean, um. Concentrated like a, uh, yeah. space, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But it's made on a bigger budget, so they wanted to have they they had to spill it out on the streets and you know stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Which this this could have done, but I mean that wouldn't have added anything. No. This is a very like uh, it's it's very uh, it's very tight in like the editing and what what happens. There's nothing. There's no fat. There's nothing unnecessary in the movie. There, really? There, not really. No, there's nothing that doesn't need to be there. Thinking about it, maybe, maybe one of the flashbacks, but at the same time, they build up Will's character. Yeah, more. exactly, exactly. So no, you shouldn't really. You can't. You can't really cut anything out. I mean, I sure, it's sure. Perfect length movie as well. It's 140. That's perfect. Yes, that's a good length. I like 140. Yeah. I mean, technically, sure, you could cut out all the character building and just get to the killing but then you yeah. would, you then you would lose the impact of everyone getting killed i i cuz like i said it's it's all just casual conversation so yeah technically you could just cut all that out and it could be a, a 25 minute uh, short movie about a dinner and a killing <laughs> Yeah, I, I really very briefly looked at the uh, reviews on IMDb. Uh, Most of them are like um, it's a user, user or critic. Uh, user reviews. Okay. Most of them are nine out of ten, or like even one of them is ten out of ten. But then you have the first one that comes up that is a low score is a five out of ten. Okay. And it's like I don't mind the slow build up. I think it's justified. But how it's the problem is how much of it's wasted. It's like, what is yeah, wasted though? It isn't though. That's the thing. No. It's all character building. <laughs> like it's a bit too much to have five or six characters being developed. Like why? That's you, the, what the, the characters about. are there to show you how others re- around you react yeah. when something happens to you, like the death of a child. Yeah. How their relationship to you is impacted by it and how that impacts your relationship with them. Like, it's... They're supposed to be there. <laughs> you yeah. need them. Yeah, uh, but that, that, that is also c- kind of why this movie didn't do well. Firstly, because it didn't really have a big release. I mean, it was shown in some festivals and then the widest release was, I think it was Spain, you mentioned. Yeah, 17 was, screens. Yeah, 17 screens in Spain. And that's what, that was the biggest release. <laughs> you never showed in any theaters here in Sweden. I mean, no. and I think you 
it went to Netflix like really fast. It came out in 2015. I think I saw it on Netflix in 2016 when it was pretty new. It was like yeah, a recommendation after I watched another movie. Yeah, in 2016, they had a lot of online... Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah. Premieres, I guess. But, like, uh, that, that's... <laughs> I mean, there are people who have rated it a 1 out of 10. No, there's always going to be that. If you want to look up something sad, you haven't seen the movie, so... But look at the user reviews for A Ghost Story, the movie A Ghost Story. One of the best movies of the 2010s, and it has... Only one out of tens for user reviews. Like, <laughs> oh, like, no. and that's like, and so it's like that's it's. I guess it's both a, both a gift and a curse that it wasn't released widely, because if it was released widely, would have, uh, it would have cost much more for them to do that, of course. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people would have appreciated it because I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think it's a like general audience kind of movie. I mean, I wish it was, and I, I definitely know a lot of people. Wait, who are you would ex- talking about this one or or uh, Ghost Story? No, no, I'm talking about uh, the Invitation. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this movie. Um, I don't think a lot no, of people this, would like it because they were like, "It's this, boring, it's, nothing happens." And, oh. Yeah, this isn't a movie for your everyday moviegoer, I guess. Yeah, this is more for people who have the interest of actually sitting down and watching yeah. the movie and paying attention. Because a lot of people just go to the movie, will watch a movie to have the noise, have the entertainment yeah, for yeah. a couple of hours, and then move on with your life. This one is more of like it's it's an experience. It's, it's like you it's like to... I don't remember which video it is, but Rich Evans explains it perfectly. He says it's like you're watching it's like you're watching noise, but you're eating popcorn. <laughs> yeah, and this is like eh, I, sure, I definitely enjoy. Just, just general entertainment movies. Like, I have a, a a huge, unironic love for the Fast and Furious movies. Which that's just that's Same. Those are stupid movies. But they're sure. awesome, stupid action to watch. Yeah, when yeah. You're bored, basically. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I do think that movies like this, like, yeah, if, if you just walked into it thinking you're gonna watch, I don't know. They would probably, if they made like a proper trailer for this, they would like uh, playing in cinemas now. Then it, they would probably have to hint at the killing. They would have to show at least one killing to to get people in there. Um, but you still then, might get some bad reviews then because oh, oh yeah, yeah, the killing the, just at the end. Yeah, like, exactly, just exactly. Thirty minutes of killings. Like, oh, well. So so anyone who just walks into like watch this for entertainment, yeah, probably wouldn't like it. But if you like sat down with someone and like just try to try to watch it, try to take it in, then I think they could appreciate it. Yeah, but that's kind of hard to do for a general audience kind of thing. We we've said it before. We said it mostly when we started doing um, older movies and not just the new Netflix releases. Releases. Yeah. We started saying that there's a difference between a a movie production and and like pure art. Yeah. What when a movie is art? This is more towards the art. This yeah. isn't just. A movie for money. This is creative team expressing themselves, yeah. expressing their vision. I think that the the like most succinct way to say it is like, um, it's a, it's a movie that has a point. Yes, there's a point to it, other than being a movie. Like it is a movie about something. That's actually something. Um, that that I know Mark Kermode has said about um, 
specifically when you talk about Martyrs, which is a horror movie. I don't know if you've seen it, French movie. Like it's super. Yeah, I've seen it. You've seen it? The one with... I saw it when I was the two uh, the two French girls. I want to say, but I'm not sure if they're French. It's the same guy who made the uh, stories in the Ghostland, right? Yeah, Ghostland. Yeah. 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 I saw it when I was very young. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because that's that's a very. Me and my friend had a horror horror face, and we rented all these weird random horror movies. Jesus. We rented that one. Okay, because that's I think a... we must have been like twelve. That's a very like it's a that is a very disturbing movie at at times. Um, oh yeah. Like me, I saw it. I was, yeah, I was twenty eight when I saw it, and I was, I was like, geez, this is a little much. But the oh, thing, no. <laughs> the thing with the thing with that movie, like if you if you compare it like Saw, which is also like torture porn, which I know the director of Martyr said this is a torture porn movie. Yeah. But Mark Mark Carmode, who's a he's a British uh, film critic, very highly regarded, he uh, he points that out that. It's not just like torture porn for torture porn's sake. The movie, yeah. there's a point to it. There is a reason for why it's happening. And so you don't have to agree with it, but it's not just there to be entertainment. There's a point to it. And I think this is the same thing. Not, not that this is even remotely as graphic, but there is a point to it. It's not just entertainment. Yeah, and that's what that's it has that's the message. It's supposed to make you think. Yeah, and that's what it's sets it apart from like. <laughs> that's what sets it apart from like Marvel movies or any any kind of blockbuster, really. I mean, no, there are blockbusters with points, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, and that's that's yeah, that's that's why I picked it also um, because I think it's a movie more people should see. Um. Which is part of what we're trying to do now. We're trying to introduce each other to movies to other person hasn't seen and we believe they should see yeah which is then sort of counterproductive since we're spoiling movies but well <laughs> this is for people that have seen it and now we're telling you who have seen it tell other people about it <laughs> exactly <laughs> or can... if you're one of those few people who like to know what's gonna happen before you watch a movie sure. i mean there are some people who like oh that. yeah there's a lot of people like that um but i i uh... I, think... I gotta ask, do you okay. think there's a point to, because the first scene in the movie is uh, Will and Kira driving the, their car to going to the dinner and they hit right. a coyote. You uh... have this like, almost graphic you don't actually see it, but it feels graphic that yeah. uh, he has to mercifully kill the coyote yeah. uh, because it doesn't die from the impact from the car, it's whimpering, it's suffering, and he's like yeah, I gotta end its life because it's the only good right thing and then in the end maybe i don't know because i kind of see the point in that first scene will mm -hmm. tells kira to go back in the car so she doesn't have to see the carnage of him beating the coyote to death with mm. the, what's his wrench or a tire it's, iron, it's tire iron yeah but then in the end um kira kind of takes that part and saves him from doing the dirty work or saves him from seeing the dirty work when she batters I she think it's Pruitt. She kills Pruitt, yeah. Just yeah, stopping yeah. Pruitt from killing Will. Yeah. Um, Do you think there's a that? Because it kind of feels like it, like they're she's paying him back, or like, well, you did it for me, I'm gonna do it for you. We're in it together, kind of thing. Um. Uh, or is I I guess I kind of see it more like, um. 
maybe to kind of start off the movie, like to show right from the beginning that this is going to be awkward because it's awkward. It's always awkward that he has to kill an animal. That's that's never nice. No. Uh, <laughs> um. So partly that, but I. I mean, they use it as a conversation point to kind of like break the silence after they've arrived. Yeah, which is kind of weird. We kill an animal on the way here. <laughs> Kira's like, everyone's sitting, they've said hi, and then Kira's like sitting there like, there's a lot. Yeah. She's like, we, we hit a coyote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's to show that uh, Will has like the conviction to kill. I mean, there's big difference between an animal and a human, but when push comes to shove, he, he, he can kill. Because not everyone can do that. And of, of course, in the beginning, it's out of mercy because the animal is, is suffering. It, it can't even move. So it's probably like broken its leg or something. Uh, uh, broken its back. Because I don't... Uh, it just whimpers. I don't think it even tries to attack him. No, um, it just like, barely makes a noise. Yeah. Um, so that's out of mercy. But then in the end, he kills out of sur- for survival. But I, maybe to sort of like show that, like I said, that he is he is prepared to do that. To do something that not everyone can do, um, yeah, or 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 maybe just to like kind of kind of hint that the movie starts with a very abrupt scene with death. Yes, and the the movie uh, the, the third act, so to speak, the, the twist ending is that everyone dies. So maybe maybe <laughs> maybe sort of like thematically tie it together. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I'm not I just sure. Felt like- in the beginning, when that was the first scene you see, I was like, "This it's a little is awkward. <laughs> very strange, a very weird way to start a movie that is supposed to be about a dinner party." Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, then it kind of to set the mood, I suppose. Yeah, I something guess something like that. Yeah. In the grand scheme of it all, you don't really think about the coyote. <laughs> no. <laughs> Eventually. No. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of fades. Yeah. No, but I, yeah, I think it's just a mood, a mood thing. Setting, yeah, okay, setting yeah. the tone, maybe. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. Um, is, there, is there anything else to say about it? Not really. I mean, it's a great movie. And yeah. I'm going to bring back what we usually do. Like, we always say, are we going to rec- if we could recommend this to our parents? Because they've become sort of like a... Yeah, they're a good, <laughs> like, me- measuring uh, or uh, uh, the divining rod. Like, yeah. I think mom, mom-, mom would like this. Yeah, she would definitely she's like, be able to She's see like it general audience. She's general audience, but she kind of enjoys a little weirder movies sometimes. Well, she's a... What's it called? She's a book nerd. I mean, she likes the story book. behind it. Yeah, yeah. And she she likes it when it's it's more than just entertainment. She wants to have... She wants to be challenged, I guess. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. That, While that is... Uh, I mean... The Probably. end, because he he always complains that oh you don't know what happens in the end. This one I mean, you he do. Can do that in the end, <laughs> sure. <laughs> we actually watched a Netflix movie last weekend called Outlaw King, and he said that was a good ending because you got to know Ooh. everything. Because he even had text in the end that told what happened three hundred years after the movie, so you knew everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's happy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I th- I think he could accept the ending, but I'm not sure he would like the. Kind of graphic violence, even though yeah, it's very, the thing very. That they talk about he would be upset. He would not approve of the the video of the woman dying. No, probably not. Um, but so if end- you have sensitive people like that, like our father, 
perhaps not recommend this movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, cause, like you said, the, the, the killing is just, it's just in the end. But because of the characters being built up, it really hits you when they die. Yeah. It's, and it it's becomes even more graphic than just the blood and everything. Yeah. Which is a, that's a good, it's a good, good way. It's <laughs> a good way. Because it's a movie. It's still just a movie. Oh, you gotta, yes, of course, of course. Even though you build up a character on a personal level, it's yeah. still just a, just a movie. So, yeah. Uh, make you feel something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it makes you feel something. Yeah. You know, that, that, those feelings are, uh, uh un- uncomfortable, Horrible. terrible, <laughs> annoying, and then just horrifying. But, yeah. still feel something. But yeah, so that's, uh, that's The Invitation. Highly recommended. One of my favorite yeah. movies of the 2010s. Um, and, yeah, uh, after seeing it definitely ends up high up on the list, I gotta say. Yeah. Um, and for next week, we don't. It's your time to choose again. Do you have yeah. anything in 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 mind? No, not really. But because next week will be early December, I'm thinking we oh, might right. go towards the Christmas theme. I'm not sure yet. Right, and we have watched a lot of like grim movies lately, so maybe yeah. it could be fun to do like a Christmas movie. <laughs> kind of want to get in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, yeah, that too, that too. So um, yeah, uh, but we'll see. I haven't decided yet. Right, right. We'll we'll find out. We'll keep you posted yeah. on on uh, the internet. So yes. keep a lookout on Twitter. Uh, I'm at please don't make a scene, and then in the end underscore. And you're at. She don't know my at, but I. I <laughs> yeah, you don't, yeah, I don't use your Twitter that much. But at <laughs> at please don't make a scene underscore. Yeah. Um, and if you're watching, if I post anything about this, he will retweet me. Uh, right, right. <laughs> and if you're watching this on YouTube, um, there's a bunch of links down there. Um. If you want to watch uh, the playlist of all our spoiler casts, and and this is a new thing, if you're just listening to this, because we're now an actually a proper podcast, uh, you can listen to us on uh, Spotify, uh, iTunes. We should be on Google Podcasts now, and in a little while, we're going to be on iHeartRadio. Um, and this and is the first episode coming up, right? This is the first uh, episode, yeah, that we're going to upload there. And we're going to continue to do that. And in the future, maybe we'll upload older uh, episodes. If I can make the order then to be proper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, they don't actually have an order, but we mention sometimes other movies. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so definitely, yeah. If if you, if you, if you want to listen to this whenever you feel like and don't have to watch us while, while you're listening to us you can Unless just you have youtube premium because then you can do it but oh, yeah oh sure yeah. <laughs> but then you can do it there um but then also uh give this uh, an upvote I, I mean you can upvote on itunes and of course on youtube so do that likes um, and all that stuff yeah likes and all that stuff subscribe here on youtube to to watch more stuff about movies we don't only do podcasts um, and also i don't usually do this but because this we're now expanding it and trying to be a little more professional um, with professionalism comes, uh, costs. <laughs> so there is a Patreon. So if, if you want to, uh, help support this, this podcast and this channel so we can continue making this uh, and be even more professional in the future, um, any donation, uh, is greatly appreciated. There's a bunch of tiers. You, you can watch it. Um, you just look for, please don't make a scene on Patreon. So like I said, there'll be links on all our social medias and, and on YouTube and everywhere where we can put links. Um, yes. But even if you if you don't uh, feel that you can support us uh, monetarily, 
um, just liking it, subscribing, and telling your friends about it is the perfect way to to spread the word because we want to grow this. Yeah, and always like leave a comment. What did you think? Yeah, definitely. Uh, even, maybe even recommend movies you oh, want us to watch and talk definitely. about. Like engage engagement is always good, and it's fun yeah. to hear what you think. Um, but yeah, that's enough shilling for for now. <laughs> um, check us out all the all the places Patreon, like and subscribe, all the links, all the stuff. All the stuff. And thank you so much for listening or watching or however you um, ingested this. <laughs> Conversation. And, yeah. And um, we'll see you uh, 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 next week. Yeah. When we're going to talk about uh, something more uh, Christmassy. Probably. But, um, yeah. But until then, um, have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.